listen to mama.com you might not go to hell mind of man mind of god number 98 it is september the 28th 2008 the 26th sunday in ordinary time hi dave i think that's how hot it's going to be here today too how much 98 98 maybe 96 but yeah, maybe 98. So how are you? I'm better. Yeah, you are. We didn't do the show last week because Reiner was uh, fighting a deadly uh, disease. Something. Something. I, I was sick. It's amazing how many people said to me, I don't remember you ever being sick before. But I was pretty sick. So. Well, it happens to the best of us. It does indeed. So. But you're renewed, rejuvenated. Um, I'm excited to be here. Reinvigorated. Indeed. <laughs> and you? um uh no, I'm I'm a waste. No. No, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's talk about these readings. Really? It's not yeah. fair, Dave. It's not fair to talk about these readings. <laughs> no? I don't know. That was sounded like whining. You read the first reading? Oh yeah. It's not fair. I know. That's true. That's true. It's not fair. We have to do hard stuff. Yeah. I don't think, you know, it's just not fair. The Lord's way is, the Lord is, you know, they could have, like, redone that. It says the Lord's way is not fair. They could have said the Lord is, is, they could have just moved it. It could have been contemporary language. could have said the Lord is way not fair, you know, (laughs) and it would have worked for, oh, you know, looking at these, these readings all are kind of um, kid-like. Yeah. You know, like this one. It's not fair. You know, is it, is it not me being fair, or are you just having to bear the consequences of your own actions? Mm-hmm. You know, then you get to the gospel, and it's like, go do this. Hell no. And then he goes anyway, and, okay, I'll go, and then he doesn't go. You know, it's like, yeah, that all sounds familiar. <laughs> are we all kids at heart, though, really? It's true. Some of us more so than others. I don't mind being a kid at heart. I just think eventually you should be somewhat responsible for your actions and accountable for yes. Right, somewhat. Anyways, that that's that's that sign of maturity. You you somewhat realize that a lot of what happens in your life has something to do with what you do. Not everything, but um not everything, but yeah. Yeah, a lot. Of course, our elected officials don't seem to realize that. <laughs> To the tune of seven hundred billion dollars. Yeah, let's just bail people out then. Yeah. Oh, you I, made really bad decisions. Oh. Hmm. Let's take ten thousand dollars of my money and give it to the idiots who screwed up. Mhm. All right. I've maintained for some time that this country is is just some is completely like a raging addict, and you have you have your addict people in it, and then you have your enablers, and so now we got. All these Wall Street people and government people who are the, you know, idiot addicts, and then we're all bailing them out once again, enabling them to say, "Oh, I'm sorry." You know, you know, five years from now they'll be saying, "You know, that was really bad. I learned my lesson, but you know, give me a little free reign, and everything will be fine." And they'll do the same shit all over again. Yep. And then we'll do the same shit with them. It's sick, 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 sick. So they need to do what the first. Reading says, and turn from their wickedness, but they don't. Right. They, you know, what do you call that? They're enjoying their wickedness. 
right. And we're enabling them in their wickedness. I, I'm not doing it on purpose, Dave. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, our our elected officials, let's say, or our possibly elected officials, I should say. Yeah, you, you know, that's the thing. And they, and they perpetuate the thing by giving us some more crappy elected officials to not have to vote for. You know, I'm like, okay, who's the great candidate's going to fix it in this election? Mm, yeah. <laughs> You're not convinced, huh? Not convinced. Mm. I say Tina Fey for president. <laughs> okay. She did another bang-up job on uh, on Sarah Palin there. I saw that. <laughs> That was great. My favorite part was the last part where they said, you know, when you get cornered, you just become adorable. And she goes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, do I? <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Oh, good. I liked the part right before that where she rambled into all facts oh, of all yeah. the magic answers and didn't answer the question. That was fine. Uh, yeah, that was good, too. <laughs> I like that as well. But, but what does that have to do with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? Um, I don't know, but I'm just looking, and it says we should go out into the vineyard. So, well, you do that regularly, don't you? I, I try to go occasionally. You've been to the vineyard lately? Not lately, but uh, mm. I just actually talked to my sister yesterday because uh, it's her birthday Friday, and they're thinking of coming down here for Keeneland. And if they come, I'll undoubtedly go take them to a vineyard while they're here. Mm. Who else yeah. should come out for this day, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there was talk of a Midwest tour, I don't know. But. Well, there is a talk of a Midwest tour, but it's more towards the um, Christmas time. Okay. So I might pop down for a day or two uh, after Christmas, I think. Okay. So, well, well I'll, I'll see how you're living. Now you've seen how I'm living. Yeah. In the desert. <laughs> you enjoyed my picture of rattlesnakes, I said. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine walking around? You're, the guy apparently was just walking around the desert and just happened to come across that. So it's like, hmm. You do that, walk me. around in the desert, don't you, Dave? I, I like to do that, sure. And then what would you do if you came upon this? Well, it depends on how suddenly I realized I'd come upon it. Yes. I'd probably check my surroundings out very carefully at that point and retrace my steps and get the hell out of there. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. So, anyways... That's kind of what they were doing here in the readings, though, weren't they? Like yeah. in the second reading. Like the first guy, he goes to his son and says, go work in Vinny. He says, I will not. He kind of looked around and said, hmm, retraced his steps and said, oh, okay, I guess I really should. Mm-hmm. I like that guy better, of course, than the second guy who said... Yes, sir, I will. And then he never did it. That's true. Exactly. That's when he's just sort of doing what what he thinks. You know, it all comes back to Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, the whole that whole story. Because, you know, Cain was just doing what he thought God wanted. Abel was just doing what he wanted to serve God, you know, just be out of joy. So same thing here. The guy has to come to it versus just saying what someone else wants to hear. Similar. Not exactly the same. I guess. There's a there's a theme. A theme, yes. Yeah. You know. Which ties me back to the movie I saw last night, Hamlet Two. Did you see that? I did see Hamlet Two. 
And it was like this. It was, it was about following your inner calling versus just doing what other people, you know. I, I, I'm vaguely familiar with this. I heard about it. Who's in well, it? they have a good, they have a good uh, set piece in the middle of it. It says, Rock Me Jesus All Night Long. That, that's one of the songs that's in the play that he produces, and it's pretty good. So this is one of these things like uh, that Romeo and Juliet where it's set in the present kind of thing or what? Well, it, well, it's not exactly. It's about a guy who is a high school drama teacher, and he wants to put on this play, and all his plays are bad. And he finally comes up with this idea of writing his own thing. It's about Jesus and Hamlet uh, go into a time machine, and then they're, you know Hamlet goes back and, and does something so that to, to kind of um, so Ophelia doesn't die and all this stuff. So it, and it's a musical, so it, it's you know it's, it's quite quite unique actually. I see. Yeah, but, but, but uh, could recommend this though. Well, I thought the one there's they really slam Tucson quite a bit in the movie. Like one of the things he says is Tucson. Tucson is a place. Where the opening scene of the movie is uh, they say Tucson is a place where dreams go to die, and uh, <laughs> and then at the end of the movie they say, no matter where you go in your life, you know it's going to be better than Tucson. So, yeah. but but you know the audience kind of creates at that, but they were laughing through the rest of it. So. But so this did this thing uh, debut in Tucson? Is that what you're telling me? Or? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but it actually is based apparently based on some real this guy who wrote it. Apparently, either was here or had um, a teacher or somebody. There's some connection with a high school drama, sort of an infamous high school drama teacher who had done a few like infomercials and had had some minor acting uh, success and. Um, and so, uh, you know, so it actually was based on a real person here in Tucson, but of course it goes completely banana wacko. But it does have some relevance to what we're talking about today. Because it had to do, the guy just following his bliss instead of just following the safe way out of things. So, and I think that's what the, these readings are saying, too. Really? I do. Hmm. Saying, well, it's not always easy. But you know, following you know God's word and listening to yeah that 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 second reading that we're ignoring talks about that. Mm-hmm. You know how Jesus rather did not regard equality with God something to grasp, but emptied himself, taking the form of slave, obedient to the point of death on a cross. Yeehaw. Sure. I don't think it's as dramatic for most of us, you know. And I I actually think that in a lot of cases, if you actually follow what you have to do, actually you wind up being happier. Hmm. I don't think you, I, I think it's, it's about, because I think it's about just being true to yourself, to your most inner self, and that creates happiness. So for all we know, I don't know, you know, Christ perhaps, even in his suffering, there may have been a great joy in it too. Yeah. They say that. <laughs> You've heard that before? Well, it's also in this reading, right? If there's oh. any encouragement in Christ, any silence in love, complete my joy by being of the same mind with the same love. Oh. But I guess that might be just Paul saying we're supposed to make him happy. I don't know. <laughs> uh. 
I mean, I, but, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's true that, right, if we be who we are rather than trying to be something else, then that's probably going to, you know, make us happier. But I'm responding. I know you you're, you get afraid of God's will sometimes, and then you know it is possible that it would completely make you happier. To totally not that you don't follow it, but I know sometimes you 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 express that fear. I'm afraid of the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. right. But because you don't know where He's going to take you. <laughs> but see, that could just be fear of change, not not an actual fear of how we might feel or be or anything. It does frequently thrust you out of your comfort zone yeah with a cannon that's true that's true <laughs> so yeah hard to know though hard to know sometimes it's hard to know what what this is always the, the big struggle for me it's hard to know what is just my own lesser desires versus what god wants and then when when are those in synchronicity or when are those synchronous let's say that what I want is also what God wants, and when is it not? How do I know? Like discernment—that's a tough one, there, Dave. If I want to bang a certain woman, how do I know that's not God's will versus my own? Yeah, Dave, how would you know that? That'd be a tough one. So, hey, get, you know, speaking of that, not really, but you know, guess who's got a new show on again? Who? Bonnie Hunt. Ah. You like Bonnie Hunt? I've I've always loved Bonnie Hunt. Mm-hmm. She's great, you know. Nice Catholic girl from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was watching the show the other. I was sick right this week. That's it's out at five o'clock. I would never see it, but that's why right. I thought, right? And and my daughter Chris was over here and said, uh, "Oh, hey, look at that. She's not wearing a wedding ring." And I hadn't even noticed that because she had a show a few years ago, and I looked her up, and she was married to some guy. Since 1988 or something, and I said, oh, "Okay, nice woman. I'll never hook up with that." And then, I, so I, I googled her again, and apparently, she told David Letterman in 2006 that she's single again. So, hey, there's a chance here, Dave. I should call her up. You should. <laughs> Why not? She's out in L.A. now, though. Well, so we might have to go out to see her show. Send her a pic. Yeah. There's a woman in, you know, Elizabeth Shue? You know that actress? I, yeah. Vaguely? I've always been in love with her, too, and she was in this movie. And I was thinking, hmm, I should call her. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she'd be interested in the government bureaucrat from Tucson. That's, uh, Probably. Yeah. I think I got the same shot there than I got with winning the lottery, so what the heck? Yeah, boldness counts, you know. <laughs> exactly. But no matter what, it will still be. No sex for you. But maybe not. Maybe but, not. See, that's what know. Bonnie said on her show. She had some guy on there who, uh, that guy who produces those dirtiest jobs and the dead yeah, right. catch and that thing, that guy. And they were yeah. talking about how, you know, being put in these extreme cir- circumstances made you think about life. And, and they came to the conclusion, you know, you are really... Take a shot at what you really want to do in life, because why not? Sure. So, yeah. Life is short. It is. But what does this have to do with foosball right now? I don't know, Dave. We don't get to play foosball. How does following God's will have to do with foosball? You know, it may not be fair that you're losing the game. 
But, as they say, the Lord's way is not fair. Maybe you're supposed to lose a certain game, but maybe you're supposed to play the game anyways. It's not whether you win or lose. It's how you play the foosball game. <laughs> that is a pretty lame uh, connection right there, Dave. Yeah, it's the best I can do today. <laughs> okay. I'll be forgiven or something. Well, given the fact that we both have about the wattage of a, like a 40-watt bulb today, you know. God, did you just quit? <laughs> we should just say aloha and mahalo and... And hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, kiddos. So anyways, go out and have a great day, everyone. I think we're done. Anything else you wanted to say? No. Point you wanted to make? I doubt it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, everyone. We'll have a great day. We'll see you next week. We're out. You can make it. Shoot it. Mommog.com.